This is the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland and the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. You can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to skylinewealth.com. Guys, I want to talk today about the stages of retirement planning. Let's kind of give people that map of how they should be thinking as they approach retirement. So we'll start with somebody who's, let's say, 15 years away from retirement. So if we're just going to kind of pick a random retirement date of, let's make the math easy and say 65, we're talking to somebody that's just getting into their 50s. We'll start there. What are some of the main financial issues that they should be focusing on at that stage? Uh, you, want, you want to focus on, well, you're in accumulation mode at that point still, but you want to start thinking about tax planning and, and tax preparation, right? And that, that comes uh, down to, to doing things like Roth conversions, right? You hear a lot of talk around about Roth conversions around our office, and unfortunately, we kind of find the people we're working with are, are that much further in, in their careers, right? At retirement, that would be 15 more years along the way. They're usually in a higher higher place of, of earning, and they're not at a great place to do these Roth conversions. And so if you find yourself 15 years out, and you're you're comfortable doing some Roth conversions, you know, in, in your current tax brackets. That's a great time to start moving some of that money over, and you have lots of time to continue doing that. You don't have to convert your whole traditional IRA into a Roth in one year. You can peel off a little piece of that at a tax bracket that you can you can handle, and do that Roth conversion and put yourself in a, a much better place. You know, 15 years down the road, where that principal is now converted over, and 15 years of growth. So that that's that's a, a big thing, you know, for anybody uh, who's who's considering retirement, whether you're 15 years out or or somewhere closer. But that's a great time to start doing it as soon as you can, pretty much. I like it. Yeah, back it all the way back onto as soon as you can. But yeah. yeah, yeah, as soon as you can, even even further out than 15 years. But that's a great place to start thinking about it. And, and then you really want to, I would say, just start thinking about what you want to do in retirement it may sound it may sound silly uh, still you know well into your career not not close to your retirement but really thinking about the lifestyle you want to live and kind of your your target for for your retirement nest egg you know do you need $500,000 or $5 million to make this happen and how and where are you kind of in that spectrum are, are you feeling good about it or are you not feeling good about it because 15 years out you have time to make some adjustments from a career standpoint from a right. lifestyle standpoint to put yourself in a good position 15 years down the road whereas you know if you're looking at this a year out you might be in trouble what oh, about uh, yeah. what about debt and that kind of thing if somebody's still carrying debt at that stage is it time to really start focusing on trying to get out of any mortgage debt or anything like that that's hanging around well, let's let's pull mortgage debt and move it over to a separate yes, category. Yes. But okay. yes, I mean, you know, what I consider inefficient debt, unsecured debt, credit card debt, you know, personal lines of credit, um, you know, the, the the Dillard's and Macy's credit cards that you got your <laughs> you got your ten percent off the first uh, purchase because you got it, and then you never got around to paying it off and kept it going. So now you're paying twenty two percent on top of it. Get get rid of those. Those are horrible. Yeah, I mean that's just basic. Uh, it's not even retirement yeah, planning. That's just you know, financial concepts. Yeah, you can follow the the kind of the Dave Ramsey model there and, and get rid of get rid of all debt. Really, other than than a mortgage. Um, if any, if most people who are coming into retirement that, that we work with, they don't have any other debt other than their mortgage, and, and that's for good reason. It's just not something that you want to try to sustain in retirement. So get those knocked out of the way, and, and don't even consider yourself really in a position to retire until those are knocked out. And then as far as the mortgage goes, 
we see it both ways. It really depends upon your situation, how much you have left on the mortgage, um, assets available, so on and so forth, when you're retiring as to whether that's something that we're comfortable sustaining in retirement or not. So that's something we're a little more comfortable with. But all the other consumer-type debts that Jess was talking about, definitely get those knocked out 15 years out and, and keep them knocked out. Don't let them creep back in as we get closer. All right. And then and then the mortgage the mortgage debt is a, is a, a completely different conversation there is this, uh, I don't want to say misconception, but a lot of people have this driving force. I've, I've got to get this mortgage paid off either before I retire or as soon as possible in retirement. And I don't agree with that as a blanket statement. I think, for instance, you know, you're in an $800,000 house, you got a $150,000 mortgage, but it's the remnants of the big mortgage. So your payments are still kind of high. Refinance that thing at 3%, spread that 150 grand over 30 years. You're never going to be here to pay it off. Enjoy the money that you worked hard for and leave that that house with a mortgage on it to your kids let them deal with it you know there's no there's, there's no reason <laughs> there's no reason but there's no reason to to, to uh, take a big chunk out of your retirement assets just because you want to not have a mortgage yep. you know there's nothing wrong with having a mortgage in a lot of situations that's a good way to look at it and yeah realize that we'll, we'll make a whole other segment out of that conversation for sure we'll save that for another day but yeah that's another great topic we can dive into I'll, I'll put it on the list of things for us to get into the other thing that made a significant change on that were the, the sweeping tax changes that hit mm-hmm. us a couple of years ago where mm-hmm. you know carrying a mortgage and being able to write out that interest along with property taxes along with a whole lot of other things all of a sudden don't have the same impact when we've wiped out the other the, your other options so a lot of people, believe it or not, are, are, are now filing, you know, uh, they're not itemizing because yeah, yeah. they, they raised the standard deduction up so yeah. high that there's just not enough to overcome that. So that should also be taken into consideration. That's a great point. All right, let's fast forward the clock a little bit. Let's go to 10 years out from retirement. So eh, mid-50s, later 50s for some folks. How should the focus change there? Any adjustments or new things entering the equation? It's really going to be uh, taking a look at kind of your, your your risk tolerance, I think. You know, your, your time horizon is is obviously five years less, uh, a little bit closer to retirement. So this is this is really the time to, to start having conversations and engaging maybe a trusted advisor to just have some initial conversations with. You're not to the point of putting together a full retirement plan. You're still working, still accumulating. But you want to make sure that what you have accumulated is positioned in a place that you're comfortable with, right? And, and that could be all in, you know, going for the going for the moon because uh, we, we need to get the that accumulation up. We want to build that nest egg, uh, but it could also be take the chips off the table. Let's conserve what we have, um, and we're more comfortable doing that. So really reanalyze if you haven't in a minute your current situation, your current portfolio, all the things that have been on autopilot throughout your career. This is the time to really start dialing it in. Don't take for granted what you have, but but really hold on to it dearly and and make sure it's pointed in the right direction for you that it's going to perform over the next next 10 years in a way that's acceptable to you given potential market downturns so that you can feel confident, you know, that five years from now, when you're five years from retirement and you're sitting down, you know, starting to think about putting that retirement plan together, that you have that nest egg available to you um, and ready to put to work. Right. And still at the, at the 10 year mark, there are enough other things that can still happen that affect that decision too. So there's no, mm-hmm. there's no sense of getting too definitive at that point. Yep. Yep. Back to my my Roth conversion from 15 years out. Keep doing those. Don't forget about those. I'll bring that into the 10 year conversation too. keep keep 
uh, taxes on, on top of mind and, and just try to make your portfolio as efficient as possible. All right. As we go toward five years away from retirement, I imagine things start to get more serious and not necessarily concrete, but you know things are starting to fall into place here. So let's say we're getting right around that 60-year-old mark, you know, give or take a couple of years. What are the main yep. things to consider now? So you know you're going to retire. You, you probably know about when. You know you're in the final stages of your career. You know what you're making. You know what we can save over the next five years. And, and you have your nest egg pretty much where it's going to be, barring you know five years of growth, which absolutely could be considerable. But now is the time to start thinking and transitioning uh, away from an accumulation mindset into um, how do I turn these dollars into income, right? Not just focused on the return I'm getting from them, but what income are they going to produce for me and situating those assets in a way that are income generating. And there's a whole lot of options out there. Yeah. And, and so now, now we're getting into mind, mindset change. Um, you know, the, the word return mm-hmm. all of a sudden needs to not only have kind of a different definition, but a different priority. You know, if, if you're if you're five ways away from retiring and you haven't accumulated a tremendous amount of wealth by then, you're probably not going to at that point. You know, the, the focus is not about getting rich or trying to get a tremendous amount of accumulation, you know, RE return. So it's more of let's start focusing on not losing it and turning it into an income situation or at least setting it up so that it can be an income yeah. situation. And this is where we start working with clients right um, around this time, maybe maybe a few years closer to retirement. But here, here's the, that point in time you can start thinking about engaging a, a retirement planning uh, advisor and, and utilizing them to, to help you build that income plan out. And that may include repositioning some assets away from uh, accumulation and, and growth mindset into other assets that are, that are focused on income, whether it's rental property or an annuity, what have you, um, it, it's time to really start diversifying away from just focusing on that, that growth uh, that you've been working on, on focusing on really your, your whole working career, most likely. Yeah. Um, and, and it's going to be a little bit scary and, and that's okay. That that's, that's where we come into play. Uh, just jokes that we, we perform the function of therapists more so than financial advisors more often than not. And, and we find that to be true, but yeah, five years out, you're about where you're going to be. You know, things aren't going to change too, too much. It's time to really um, take the gains off the table um, and, and reposition your portfolio for success in retirement uh, rather than accumulation success that you've been focused on throughout your career. And don't forget that the the term gain, the term return, um, yep. we always assume we, 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 we have a, a positive connotation with that. So when we talk about a return, I'm thinking a return is more money. You, there are negative returns, you know what I mean? Yeah, that that yeah. stuff happens. So at five years out, the last thing we want is a significant um, you know, hit on our portfolio. So all of a sudden I'm now working an extra five years. So yep. take that into consideration big time yep. when you're making those decisions. It, it's shocking the number of people who, who come into our office and you know, 98% of their entire portfolio is, is square in the stock market and they're not monitoring it. They're just hoping it keeps going up. And, and there's certainly a, a part of your portfolio that you know is right at home there in the market. But we want to make sure that you're not overexposed um, and that you're, you're really prepared for retirement and not not just assuming you're going to accumulate forever and, and have an infinite time horizon. Like a lot of things in life, it's easier to stick your head in the sand and ignore it than it is to, so uh, much. to deal Absolutely. with it. But like everything in life, it's better to deal with it than to stick yeah, your head in the sand. And it, it's easier to do it there, but the negative consequences of doing that are way more significant of doing it there. Yeah, yeah no doubt about that for sure. All right, we've reached the day. We uh, are ready to retire. What are the absolute essential things that we should have figured out already between that sort of five-year and retirement day? 
man, depending on how many friends you have, at least a case of tequila <laughs> and uh, a, good, a good venue and, and probably a good band to go out and celebrate and, you know, mark the mark this day in time. Mark the day. Yeah. But hopefully in order to do that, you have a retirement income plan that you've put together, right? Something that's that's solidified, that's written down on paper that you understand your assets are positioned to provide income streams for you. Um, and, and you're not worried about when that paycheck stops, where does the next one come from? Meaning that first retirement paycheck, you have that all figured out. That's really where we come into play and do what we do. We help you make that transition uh, financially, but also emotionally, right? To really be confident in, in your retirement. You don't want to, to wonder, where am I paying the bills from? You have, you have the money, there's no doubt, right? You have your nest egg built up. You don't wanna be wondering where is it gonna come from? That should already be figured out. You should know where your income's gonna be coming from day one of retirement. True, so yeah, yeah, I stand firm on what I said, but it's always gotta be predicated by what, by what yeah. Jonathan said. Let's, let's not go throw a party to celebrate something no, we, don't really, we don't really know if we've got it figured out or not. Get it figured out, then let's throw a party. But you should be throwing a party because you have it all figured out. That's what we like to see, right? Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's what we uh, help all our clients that, do. That brings up a good point. You know, Let's throw a party when we get it figured out and then throw another party when it's the actual day. There you go, there you go. But yes, a day of retirement, it should be an exciting day, not a scary day. In any uh, business or uh, you know type relationship like that, there's always gotta be the one guy who's ready to run through brick walls, <laughs> and then the other partner who's like, just make sure you're wearing the helmet before you do it, right? So I think we can tell with you guys which one's making the other wear the helmet before they run through the brick wall. <laughs> Helmet. I didn't. I, I never owned a helmet until six years ago. But Jonathan's always a, a chasing you with the helmet to put it yeah, on. Jonathan's Let's always chasing me. Put it on. Put it on. Yeah. First time I took him for a ride on a motorcycle, I I, I came in and brought a helmet in and put we it on the his helmet. Head. Yeah. yeah. No, we we make a good team. We make a good. That's team. right. That's right. You're not keeping him from running through the brick wall. Just keeping him safe while he does. That's it. right. Somebody's got to run through exactly. the wall. Somebody's right? got to do it. That's yeah. right. You got it. All right. For those who have maybe already reached that retirement date, the job's not over then. I mean, yes, there's the the partying can begin. But what about when we're, I don't know, five, ten years away from retirement? Now, that on the other side, we've been retired for that long. Are there some changes there or main areas of focus that you guys are still kind of helping shepherd people through that process? Yeah, I mean, things change, right? I mean, uh, you, you, you think you have in mind what retirement's going to be, what you're going to do, what you're going to spend, where you're going to travel, all those things. And you know, five years in, you may realize that you don't like golf as much as you thought you did, or you want to travel a lot more than you thought you did, or, you know, I'm, I'm spending a little more than, than I really thought I would, or I want to go back to work. I mean, it's all over the place. And, and so it really, you know, in the years after retirement, certainly in those first five years, it's really about just working with clients as they, they make the transition and, and adjust their, their income plans for their lifestyle, whether you're going back to work or need a little bit more money or, or somewhere in between, we can make adjustments and, and tweaks to still give you that confidence along the way. So really it's more back to being kind of that, that coach or that, I don't know, that, that therapist, so to speak, as you, as you work through the transition and just having conversations, Hey, where are you at? How's it going? Things going well? Yes. If not, okay, let's tweak them. And that's what we do at our annual reviews. It's, it's really simple as that. Come in, sit down, view how things are going and, and make adjustments from there. Um, it's, it's a huge part of what we do and we certainly enjoy doing it. Those are the fun conversations to have, right? The work is done. We're just, it's all about um, really uh, making sure everybody goes out and, and has fun in retirement. 
yeah i didn't i didn't retire to sit on the couch i retired to have fun yep totally yeah. so we want to we want to keep you there so that's those are the annual review conversations so that the five year in conversation hopefully is it's going great uh keep it up and uh and and then you know the plan keeps working for you the rest of your retirement so if you're interested in, and learn a little bit more about us come out and join us at an upcoming seminar we're doing live in-person events to so come out and see us come into the office and and learn a little bit more about us and how we operate we'll talk more about how we approach retirement planning income planning dealing with taxes estate and legacy planning all that good stuff in more detail get to know you better and hopefully help you out with your specific individual situation we do look forward to seeing you take advantage of the opportunity again the number to call to get in touch and come to an upcoming event with the skyline well strategies team you can call or text 512-952-5555 that's 512-952-5555 you can call or text that number talk about where you are currently in your financial plan you can get a review of your situation with the team or learn with some of your peers at an upcoming event to find all the upcoming dates to rsvp and get all the info that you need again call or text 512-952-5555 or go online to skylinewealth.com that's skylinewealth.com you're listening to skyline wealth strategies Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. And I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who will look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that will protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge, I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. In the Austin area, reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or online at skylinewealth.com. Austin's Talk, 1370. You know, there's just some strategies that sometimes leave you scratching your head. Okay, we have all this money for advertising. We're going to use it on blimps. Yeah, blimps, because when people are driving in their cars, that's who we're trying to reach. They usually look straight up, so blimps it is. You see what I mean? So keep it right here for strategies that actually make sense. You're listening to Skyline Wealth Strategies, and don't forget to check the team out online at skylinewealth.com. Now back to the show. It's time to open up the mailbag and take another question from one of our listeners. If you'd like to submit a question to possibly be featured on the show, go to skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. Laura says, it's a short and sweet question for you guys. I'm fearful of market crashes. Should I just put everything in cash to take away the worry? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, you know, we call that losing your money safely. Yes. Yeah. So at the, at the very least, assuming a 3% inflation, right, you're losing 3% per year right off the bat by doing that. Um, there are plenty of guaranteed options out there that at least keep up with inflation. So just pulling it out of the market and going to straight cash, you know, that'll give you an underlying feeling of security for a short period of time, but, but you probably ought to put that money somewhere. Just letting it sit there in cash is not going to do any good. Yeah, I, I will say, though, we've had a few clients come into us in that situation. Hey, I was in the market. I didn't like it. 
uh, I want to pull out and I want to reconsider my options. Maybe I do go back into the market a little bit, but I want to I want to plan, not just a, a hope. So we get people coming in in that situation exactly. So so maybe that is the right way to go, but that's step one of of two or three. You know, the next step should be. Hey, give us a call and let us put a plan together for you and, and put some of that money back to work in a productive way rather than just sitting on it under the mattress. Yeah. For the bare minimum, we have things you can do. I mean, if you just want to have zero risk, we have places to put it that at least keep up with inflation, no fees, and you're not going to lose anything. Yeah. There's always a, a better option than cash. Is that a common problem with people having too much money in cash? Sounds like a good problem to have, but in retirement planning, it's it's really an issue, right? Sometimes. And, and it's a, it's an emotional thing. People come in and they've been stockpiling cash and they'll have three, four, five hundred thousand dollars sitting in their checking account. And they know that that's not the best place for it. They know they're not making anything. But as soon as you want to put it somewhere, they have that emotional attachment to liquidity. And we have that conversation all the time. They're, they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I've got $400,000 available to me. And I say, well, are you going to go spend three or 400 grand on anything? Have you ever done that at one time? And they say, well, no. I said, okay, well, then there you go. Let's, let's put it somewhere where it performs. But we are constantly overcoming emotions. Um, it's typically irrational emotions. A big problem there with cash. Uh, whenever cash and emotions, uh, they, they certainly collide all the time, I think, uh, the way that we uh, hear you guys talk about it here on the show. Certainly a common issue. Another great question. And if you have a question of your own for the Skyline Wealth Strategies team, reach out by calling 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or go online to skylinewealth.com. Fishing is an art, and any fisherman worth his salt knows the proper tools to land a whopper. You wouldn't take a cane pole to catch a bass, and unless you're just looking for a tranquil day on the boat, you probably wouldn't use shrimp for bait on the lake. The same can be said of your retirement. There are all sorts of financial products out there, and it's important to know which ones are the right fit for you. A random jumble of investments won't do you much good in retirement. Work with an advisor who knows how to fish, who sees the art within. A well-crafted financial plan will go a long way toward making a successful retirement. Make sure you're putting the right tools in your portfolio. In the Austin area, reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or online at skylinewealth.com. You're listening to the Skyline Wealth Strategies radio show. It's time to open up the mailbag and take another question from one of our listeners. If you'd like to submit a question to possibly be featured on the show, go to skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. Jay says, ever since I retired, I've had a really hard time spending money. Something about not having a paycheck makes me nervous. Do you think I need a shrink? <laughs> Jay, you don't need a shrink. What you need is a financial advisor that understands the difference between spending down and generating income. Right. You need a plan. But a to plan. answer your question, um, no, you don't need a shrink. You should be nervous. Um, if all you've done is accumulate a, a nest egg and you're trying to spin it down and figure out uh, how to make yourself run out before it does, then you've got the wrong plan. So give us a call and see if we can help you out. And if you have a question of your own for the Skyline Wealth Strategies team, reach out by calling 512 952 5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or go online to skylinewealth.com. When you reflect on your life, what would you like to see as your fondest memories? Summers at your favorite vacation spot? 
ice cream with the grandkids after their first t-ball game. Maybe it was your great adventure across the world. Of course, those memories are still in the future, although they're not as far away as you might think. Be sure you have a financial plan to make them happen. Don't find yourself worrying while enjoying that ice cream. Peace of mind is attainable in your retirement. With the proper planning, you can secure a meaningful retirement. In the Austin area, reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or online at skylinewealth.com. You ever notice that sometimes movie commercials try to trick you? From the studio that co-created that one movie you really liked that one time. And you're left wondering, what studio? What co-creators? They never tell you exactly what you're getting into. Well, not here. We share the details you need to get to and through your retirement on the Skyline Wealth Strategies radio show. This is the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland and the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. You can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to skylinewealth.com. Well, guys, I want to talk a little bit about, of course, retirement planning on today's show, but how it's a lot like building a house. You know, I think for some people, the idea of putting together a financial plan doesn't sound like much fun, but the idea of building a home, well, that gets people going and excited. So let's find the similarities between the two in building a strong financial plan as if we were also building our dream home to try and merge the fun and the productivity of getting a good plan in place. So with any home, we've got to start, of course, with what? The foundation. Uh, if we don't have a great foundation on the house, well, it doesn't really matter what we do to the rest of it. It's, it's not going to stand uh, against storms. It may fall over just on its own. It's not going to be a great way to start. And that's a pretty logical place to start for our financial plan as well. But what makes up the foundation of a financial plan? I would say the income plan. Um, you know, if you don't have your income coming in, then none of the rest of it really matters. You don't want your income subject to the roller coaster that uh, is okay to have with your investments while you're still working. But once your income is being derived from your investments, you need something that's solid, stable, um, something you can count on just like the foundation of the house. Right, right. And it needs to be focused on income, right? We don't just have a big pile of money that we're just going to be pulling from each month to pay the bills, right? There needs to be a little bit more of a plan than just spending it down. And, and that's really where income planning comes in. And that's why it's the foundation of, of our retirement plans and really where we start, you know, starting with a budget. What do we spend? What, is, what are our lifestyle needs? And then go from there trying to solve income and produce income that comes in on top of social security and pensions that you may have that usually doesn't complete the income needs for most people so we need to fill that gap with something and that something is the income plan and we spend a lot of time on that work with clients every day on those and, and get really excited about building them so the foundation is absolutely the income plan i, I definitely agree all right, so we have our foundation of an income plan. We've got to do that first. When we're building a home, we then put up the walls after we get the foundation in place. I think the walls obviously are, uh, you know, of course, important if we want to be protected from the elements and give some structure to the future parts of the home. So what is that structure that we're then adding into our financial plans as the next step? Yeah, the, the walls, right? The investment plan. What do we do with those dollars that aren't targeted at our income plan, right? We may need... 10% of the portfolio or 90% of the portfolio to produce that income plan, depending on, on your spending needs, spending habits, and, and available assets. But 
there's some leftover dollars in there somewhere that we do something with, right? And, and what is that something? Yeah, That's some, some manner of accumulation that we're not relying on for for income. Um, so that if, you know, the market, if this, for example, if it's in the market and the market makes a correction, you can write it out because you've got the foundation, you've got the income plan already done. Yep, and it's definitely based on your risk tolerance, right? Your investment plan may be just a CD if that's if that's your risk tolerance, right? <laughs> right. We, we've had, we have we those had, clients, yeah, we absolutely, have right? Or you may be, you know, totally other direction, you know, your, your, your next door neighbor, he's starting a lawnmower in business and you're gonna hand him all that cash so he can go start that business and you just trust him so much. You know, there's that end of the spectrum too. Most people are somewhere in the middle, obviously, and and we work with them to figure out how to best utilize those assets, put them to work and, and make a return because even though those assets aren't targeted at your income plan, um, you may still want to utilize them in retirement and you certainly don't want to lose those dollars or use them inefficiently, right? So we wanna have a plan for those uh, and make sure the entire portfolio is working for you in retirement. So those are the walls. After we get the walls up, we want to make sure we can protect our home from rain, snow, and the sun beating down on us. So we've got to start thinking about the roof, logically. What's the roof of our financial plans, though? I'd, I'd have to say insurance. Um, you know, yeah, the, cap it off. Yeah, yeah cap it off. It's a, it's a little bit of a stretch on the analogy there. Um, but, you know, we've got the income coming in. We've got our separate um, accumulation model going on over there. Mm -hmm. um, at some point, we need to prepare for things that we can't control that may or may not happen. So insurance is a great way to do that. And we have a variety of types of insurance and ways to use insurance in ways that you may not have thought of before. Right, right. And then there's things that people think of using insurance for, maybe like long-term care, where we may not take a long-term care insurance approach, we may take a self-insurance approach, but really, you know, the roof analogy is we're looking out for the bad weather, the future storms, and making sure we have something in place for them. So even if we are using a self-insurance approach, making sure we talk about that up front as part of our retirement planning and not just reacting to it down the road so we have something in place to cover us, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. If the weather was, if I knew the weather was going to be eighty degrees all the time and never rain, never snow, and I had to worry about sunburn, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a roof, right? Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Or even the walls, we could start ignoring at that yeah, point. Right? Right. Just just live out of the on the top of your pickup truck or something. Like that's that. it. <laughs> well, in a traditional home, however, we in traditional environments, we're going to have those storms that we need to weather. So it's good to have all those things in place. And then, last but not least, it's time to decorate the inside of the home. We call that the finishing touches. You know, we're talking about things like uh, okay, we want some built-in bookshelves or we're going to add some crown molding here for an extra touch or let's get some custom made furniture into the home and really sort of make it ours and customize it a little bit and just put those final touches on it what would kind of fall into the category of the finishing touches of that financial plan estate planning i think and in, in, in really it, it does make sense kind of like the final touches you're talking about you can go simple and you can go extreme right we can have just a, a basic built-in bookshelf or we can have you know the chandelier from the ceiling kind of thing you know so when it comes to estate planning, it's very similar. Um, a lot of people just need, you know, just basic will, right? And, and some people don't even have that when they come into our office. So that's something we always want to button up and link them up with the right professional to make sure they have that in place. And the opposite end of that spectrum is a really complex trust or something of that, you know, nature where um, there's lots of moving parts involved. And, and that kind of uh, also ties into their overall retirement plan. Usually that happens to be complex too. So we, we see it across the spectrum, but that's something you want to button up, whether it's a simple will or complex trust and you want to make sure that it fits your needs too so it's, it's disappointing to me sometimes when clients come in and that's one of the things I ask them on the first appointment um, you know do you have a will is it current and I see too many people that come in with a trust that when I ask them why they have a trust they can't answer it and when I look at their portfolio I'm not seeing a reason for it other than when they went to the attorney for a will 
um, he made more money off of a trust. So all of a sudden they got a trust. So there are yep. some very specific reasons to use a trust, but it's not really for everybody. We just need to make sure that whatever you do fits your needs. That's a good point. Yeah. You don't always need the, the chandelier, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So if you're interested in, in learning a little bit more about us, come out and join us at an upcoming seminar. We're doing live in-person events to so come out and see us, come into the office and, and learn a little bit more about us and how we operate. We'll talk more about how we approach retirement planning, income planning, dealing with taxes, estate and legacy planning, all that good stuff in more detail. Get to know you better and hopefully help you out with your specific individual situation. We do look forward to seeing you take advantage of the opportunity. Again, the number to call to get in touch and come to an upcoming event with the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. You can call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. You can call or text that number. Talk about where you are currently in your financial plan. You can get a review of your situation with the team or learn with some of your peers at an upcoming event. To find all the upcoming dates to RSVP and get all the info that you need, again, call or text 512-952-5555. Or go online to SkylineWealth.com. That's SkylineWealth.com. You're listening to Skyline Wealth Strategies. Austin's Talk 1370. It's time to open up the mailbag and take another question from one of our listeners. If you'd like to submit a question to possibly be featured on the show, go to SkylineWealth.com. That's SkylineWealth.com. Jess and Jonathan, this one comes to us from Andy, and Andy says, I'm selling one of my rental properties in the next month or two, and I don't have plans to buy another one. What's the best thing to do with the money from that sale? Oh, that's a very, very broad question. Yeah, I would say uh, definitely if you, if you like real estate um, and you've got some money freed up, you come give us uh, a visit and we can talk to you about our real estate fund would be the first obvious place to go to, but you know, there's so many parameters that affect how you uh, how you deal with that extra windfall? We just need to sit down with you and, and go over it. But I would say the first obvious answer: if you like real estate, come talk to us about our fund. Yeah, and it, you know, kind of begs the question: um, you know, do you not want to be a landlord anymore? Because that's that's certainly a, a lot of people's retirement portfolio is rental property. So you know, what's the reasoning for wanting to get out of that? Do you not want to be a landlord anymore? Was it a bad cap rate on that property? Did we look at a different property, or you know, what are you trying to accomplish? So um, that's a great question and a great starting point uh, for for either finishing a, a retirement plan for you or, or really starting from scratch and building on a new one. So I think the best thing, like Jess said, is there's a couple options on the table we can certainly help you out with, uh, including that. that real estate fund that he mentioned with Double Capital, but uh, starting point, come in and, and, and see us. How often do you guys have a client who comes through the door in this kind of situation who's got rental property, maybe looking to unload? How many keep it? How many uh, do get rid of rental property and don't want to be landlords anymore? Is it still a big part of some people's portfolios? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is age dependent. Uh, a lot of our clients have uh, rental properties, and the older they get, the less they want to fool with them. Um, so I'd say, I don't know, one in five come in and ready to liquidate the real estate and do something else with it. Yeah, but it's probably a good, you know, uh, gosh, 50 to 75% of clients who do come through have some sort of real estate outside their homestead. Um, and it, it's usually been either a, a critical part of their wealth accumulation or a part of their, you know, existing sort of income plan. But uh, like Jess pointed out, you know, we get a lot of people coming in that they don't want to mess with it anymore. Uh, the return's not, not there from an income perspective or they just want to shake it up. More clients than not, they come in with rental uh, properties that we incorporate into their income plan. So we, 
we're by no means trying to get people to liquidate right off the bat. Uh, we like we like real estate. We like them as rentals. We like them as investments, and uh, we can work anything into the plan. Right. It's important to understand the tax side of that too. You know, if you're, if you're getting rid of that, it might be a, especially uh, here in Austin. You know, you might have a pretty good uh, taxable gain on your hands there. So it's important to have all, all the considerations in mind as you move through that process. So we'll certainly help you out with that. And when you mentioned the the real estate fund, that would be a great fit for somebody who's kind of been a lifelong believer like Andy in sort of having real estate properties and being diversified in that segment of the investing world. They just don't want to have the landlord part maybe on their shoulders anymore, but still want to be in that uh, in that asset class. Is that the best way to put it? Yeah, and actually, I mean, that's a pretty common misconception. You kind of fed right into it. We in our real estate fund, we don't we don't own real estate. Matter of fact, if we own real estate, that's because something went wrong. So we're lending on real estate. So we're coming out of either speculative ownership or rental ownership and going into short term um, loans, interim loans on either fix and flips or construction. Another great question. And if you have a question of your own for the Skyline Wealth Strategies team, reach out by calling 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or go online to SkylineWealth.com. This is the Skyline Wealth Strategies radio show, helping you take the confusion out of retirement planning. This is the Skyline Wealth Strategies radio show. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland and the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. You can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to skylinewealth.com. Guys, let's talk about pensions. Uh, they're kind of a dying breed these days. I'm just curious from your personal experience meeting with people every day in the office how many companies are you coming across now in the area that still provide pensions? Is it still common to these days? Um, so not, short not answer common. is no. Yeah. Certainly not common. Um, it depends on how long the person has worked there, I guess. I mean, you've, seen, yeah. you've got some people, you know, some 20-year, 30-year, some lifers for some of the bigger mm-hmm. companies. That, IBM. That's, yeah, that haven't yeah. had it taken away. Um, you know, there's a lot of them that they were counting on a pension forever, and then right towards the end, the company just said, we're not yeah. doing pensions anymore. You're getting a lump sum. Right, right. Um, but they're, they're still out there. They're just, they're not, they're not common. They're not common. And they're not necessarily, uh, it's not common that they're super sizable, right? You may have, we get people coming in that they worked someplace 20 years ago and they've got this you know $400 a month thing they're not even really sure about but it's kind of a pension and we have to like dig and, and figure out exactly what it is to verify you know what the benefit amount is when it starts so on and so forth and you know nothing to say that you know $400 it's not like it's nothing but it's it's not going to make or break the, the total income plan so they're not necessarily as up to speed yeah, on it as if, if it was 4000 a month kind of thing. that's your reward for working somewhere for 20 or 30 years and yeah it's it, nothing as far as yeah, and, and maybe not 20 or 30 years but maybe they worked their 20 years ago for four or five years and then walked away and did something else kind of thing yeah. but i would say i don't know maybe one in five clients who walk in have it you're you're, you're I, I wouldn't maybe I, one I wouldn't in say ten not even that many but i'll tell you what's weird a, a trend that i have seen lately is people coming in and wanting to take the lump sum yep yeah and, and it's that's because true. they don't trust the company mm-hmm. to not either screw it up i mean we're talking big companies you know at&t yep. i mean stuff that you wouldn't you wouldn't be thinking, wow, I wonder if this company's going to go under or be around for a while. But, I mean, I've had people come in with sizable pensions, taking the lump sum and then, then handing it to me and then saying, okay, you turn it into a pension. That's right. That's what we had uh, one person in talking about her, her pension or potential you know, p- pension, and it was about a million-dollar lump sum that yeah. she's talking about just taking it and doing something else with it. So that, that's a sizable Why, why is that? I mean, why are they – is it just because, oh, it's just a big sum of money very attractive? Or is there are there other reasons for why they would do it? Well, in her situation, I think she was uh, being smart, just saying, okay, let's, I know what it'll be per month. I know what it'll be for a lump. 
let's see what you can if i take it for a lump show me what you can do and see if you can beat it right um but i have had other companies that are just you know the whole enron thing i mean they're yeah just, it's a trust just, factor they're, yeah they're worried that it's something's, something's not gonna go right. i think with social security it's one thing to trust your friendly federal government right to some extent we all have to and and i hope we all have some some, some sort of belief there right but um when it's when it's your company that you know, you're no longer an employee of, and you know, you've seen other pension plans kind of sink. Um, you get a little bit nervous and anxious about what's going to happen with my dollars. They're all tied up in one spot. Um, you know, if I take this into my own hands, can I do at least as well with it and have a little bit more control over it and ensure my success a little bit better? And I think that's just what people are interested in. It's that comfort factor. If your pension doesn't give you comfort, that's kind of the whole point of it, right? To have this income stream in retirement that makes it more comfortable for you. If, if you don't have that level of comfort, then um, if you don't believe in your income plan, then it's no, no fun in retirement, right? It's kind of like almost not having one. So. Well, something else that I find very interesting is, you know, some of these guys that come in, you know, they're at exact level. They've got relatively speaking, large pensions. Right. Um, those guys are going to have, you know, maybe a little bit more knowledge of the inner workings of the company than <laughs> the lower true. line employees. And so when they come in and they just want to take the lump sum and get out of it, that speaks volumes to me about the, you know, what's going on with this company that, that these guys know about that they'd rather take a lump sum than just a guaranteed pension. Absolutely. Yep. But the way the companies are doing them these days, I'm not saying everybody, but we're seeing a greater trend. Uh, you know, Enron was one of the ones that started that. Um, in the old days, you know, where everybody got a pension from the, the, the janitor up to the CEO, they were annuities, bottom yep. line. You know, the company was buying an annuity, and that was your pension. And then there came a time where somebody had the bright idea, instead of spending the money on the annuity, let's, let's manage it ourselves. Let's mm -hmm. go out to the market. Um, let's take some money. We can spend less of our money to provide this employee with their income stream. And then they've mismanaged it. Um, you know, between trying to manage a market account, which we all know that can go wrong, to corruption yep. and a lot of these union stuff, specifically up North Chicago, right? Um, and that's like that. on the state level too. I mean, state pension yeah, plans exactly. are the same way. State pension plans are yeah. failing, but it, it's it's not as stable. The idea was let's save money by providing the same amount of money to the employee, but the means that they went about to try to do it opened it up to failure corruption, uh, mismanagement, and so people started seeing what they considered you know the unheard of, which were pension funds collapsing and people not getting what they wanted. And right. that's, that put a, a pretty big scare on a lot of people, and rightfully mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I think to answer your question, Walter, I mean, if, you, if you're somebody who has a pension plan that is, it's not just an annuity that you're getting for the pension, it's actually just a, a fund that's being managed, um, you know, based on some market securities, that sort of thing. That may give you a, a comfort level to, to go ahead and take that lump sum and just go out and buy an annuity with it, kind of the, the intended purpose to start with, right? And if you can do as well or better by doing that, um, I can certainly see how that's an attractive option. And I, I think we're seeing some people do that. Not everybody goes out and buys a, an equivalent valued annuity or necessarily, but it's certainly a, an option to kind of give yourself um, a pension replacement. I feel like a lot of people think pensions don't have risk to them, but it sounds like you're saying, no, there actually still does exist risk in, in that type of vehicle. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, risk. So how do you define risk? Right. The a guarantee is only as good as is the person that wrote the guarantee. Right. So back, you know, what I call the old days wasn't much of a risk. You know, these big companies, everybody expected it. It was just the norm. So it was a guarantee from that company. But those guarantees are not giving people the warm, fuzzy feelings that they used to have. Yeah. And the, and the other thing we see a lot of times is, you know, you get a pension, especially if it's, if it's not inflation adjusted. Um, that's great. You get five thousand dollars a month for the rest of your life. Well, 15 years from now, that $5,000 doesn't mean as much as it did now. So people are getting a little bit smarter, taking the lump sum. Instead of just going and buying one annuity, they'll buy four annuities. Um, and now they can selectively turn them on yeah. 
to you know adjust for inflation on their own terms. Exactly. I don't need um, five today. I can start at three and yeah. then get up to seven at the end. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it just gives you more flexibility. Um, you know, if I was in that specific situation, if my choice was five thousand dollars a month for life or a million two. I mean, I'd take the million too, and, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. I'd be in Belize with a margarita yeah. and just like, do it that way. There's a reason why pensions aren't you know universally offered anymore, right? If if it worked and it was beautiful and it worked for the employer and the employee just wonderfully, they would still be doing them, right? There, there's some sort of cost associated with it that um, is causing them to to be a thing of the past, and there's just another yeah. way around it. I guess but a lot of it comes back down to control too, right? And if people yeah. like having control of their dollars, so the lump sum becomes attractive in that light, in that respect. It yeah. does, and I will say this: you know, people people lose trust in the company they're working for, so they'll take a lump sum, they'll go buy an annuity, and they're buying the annuity from an insurance company, right? Because they've got a greater trust level from the insurance company not going under. So, if you work for an insurance company and you're getting a pension from an insurance company, to me, that's the the ultimate security yeah, and safety. That, that's the the golden ticket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the you know like Northwestern Mutual, New York Life, the the big guys that are not going anywhere. They're super conservative. You know, I I have personal knowledge of people with pensions there, and I mean I've seen fifteen, sixteen thousand dollar a month pensions that are, you know, you got no worries. If the insurance company starts going under, we got way bigger problems going on than that. So right. you got if you have if you're fortunate enough to be in that position take it and go. And that's about the best you can be. So if you're interested in, in learning a little bit more about us, come out and join us at an upcoming seminar. We're doing live in-person events to so come out and see us come into the office and, and learn a little bit more about us and how we operate. We'll talk more about how we approach retirement planning, income planning, dealing with taxes, estate and legacy planning, all that good stuff in more detail. Get to know you better and hopefully help you out with your specific individual situation. We do look forward to seeing you. Take advantage of the opportunity. Again, the number to call to get in touch and come to an upcoming event with the Skyline Well Strategies team. You can call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. You can call or text that number. Talk about where you are currently in your financial plan. You can get a review of your situation with the team or learn with some of your peers at an upcoming event. To find all the upcoming dates to RSVP and get all the info that you need, again, call or text 512 952 5555 or go online to skylinewealth.com that's skylinewealth.com you're listening to skyline wealth strategies and that's all the time that we have for on this week's show for jess hamill and jonathan berkland i'm walter storholt we'll talk to you next time right back here on the skyline wealth strategies radio show All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers, not those of Skyline Wealth Strategies or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is, for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest, an offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Skyline Wealth Strategies, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk and total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial, investment, and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Skyline Wealth Strategies. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. The 
provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Skyline Wealth Strategies.